Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. I'm with Buck and um, Gene and uh, Buchanan. And um, I've, I've missed part of the recording on this podcast, so here we go. Buck, you are 100 years old. And Gene, you're 89. You just got It'll married. Be 89 in November. 89 November. And y'all just got married. December will be three years. Three years in December. So um, we're doing a vet church interview. We got part of it there on live. Now we've got, we're doing the podcast part. Now we're going to come right in. You were just telling me that you blazed the trail for I-10 okay. for 256. 250 miles. 250 miles of I-10 starting at the Alabama line headed east. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for that. You spent all this time up in, and you're telling me about being stationed in Alaska in the National Guard. You went in in 1940, and you guys were out there building an airstrip? Mm-hmm. You were building an air airstrip, an airfield? Or? No, we were upgrading it. You're up, okay, so it was already there, and you it, guys were... Fort, at Fort Richardson, Alaska, and the they had the small places, small planes could, could land, no bombers. So what we did, we upgraded it so that they could bring bombers in there and uh, build a... Some long-range yeah, reach out. Build a couple of, couple of, the, of the hangars okay. for, the, for the bombers. And also, uh, we built a, out in the woods, 10 miles out in the woods, built a hospital area. For, for casualties, so they, they expected. Some casualties. expected a lot. Well, they, got, they, were, they were getting ready to do some business, so uh, and then then moved. We were we were in pyramid tents with one stove months. in the middle, one six guys. That's right. Now, was it the tent like in in the TV show Mash? Do you remember that? It came out in the seventies. I don't know. This this regular. We had we had six people in there, and there's three double bed, double deck, three double deck beds. Okay. And so, uh, well, I was, we were there for three months, and then moved us up to Quonset Hut area. Okay, and in Quonset Hut, so that's the rounded hut, right? Yeah. The round. Okay. I, I have pictures of. But anyway, what what's happened is, is that we, uh, what I remember mostly, is Christmas of forty three. We got up and did minus forty three. <laughs> 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 up there minus forty three. That was, wow! <laughs> I got the two 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 together. And and here you are, a country boy from Florida. From Florida, right. In Alaska, in, in minus 43. Yeah, all, all the boys were, were Florida and Alaska God. We stayed together. Okay. The whole, whole unit stayed together. And See, they don't do that anymore for I us. I know. They don't. But you all, so you had friends. You knew people in your unit. That's right. No, we, we didn't have friends. I mean, this is, this is the way they did that because National Guard, we, we were going off together and have a, have a, uh, uh, 
training program for, for a year, and then we're going to come back, come back to Pinewood City. But then, for the years out, they, they changed it to 18 months, and then about that time, Pearl Harbor got bombed, and that was, that was it. So they, we were in Texas at that time, and so they moved us to uh, Fort Dick, New Jersey. So you okay. know, going to England. <laughs> <laughs> All of our equipment went on little trucks, right onto the boat, right on to England. All of our equipment. So you you guys think you're headed to we, England? We we were in Fort Dix, New Jersey, waiting for Queen Mary to come by. But uh, all of a sudden they said, "We need you in Alaska." What about your equipment? It was gone. All all some of our personal stuff, medical records, and all. We had to go through and get all of our shots and everything, and they lined us up. Of course, lines up through, through a bunch of, of uh, truck. Do you go train or truck all the way to Alaska? Train. Okay. They put us on train, and we we went to Fort Lewis, New Fort Lewis, uh, Washington, Washington. Yep. And they put us on a boat, and we we went by boat to. Seward, Alaska, and uh, then put another train to go to Fort Richardson. Oh, Camp Blend, I mean Camp, Camp uh, Fort Richardson. What, what time of year was it that you went up there? Was it in the summertime that they brought you in? And October. So it was already snowy, cold. Ten, ten inches of snow. <laughs> 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 How did you work outside in that kind of conditions? It was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we did, of course, it wasn't that cold all the time, but anyway, but, but I, I remember that on Christmas 43 and minus 43 when we got it next month. But, but as, uh, anyway, uh, Eventually, they gave me a crew of men to be uh, to be uh, helpers to civilians. But civilian, that's civilian. That we had about we had seven. I think we had seven surveying crews, civilian surveying crews. So they gave me some crew of men to go help them, and so. I got interested in engineering then, and so I started studying, and and eventually, uh, one of the men told the chief of surveys, said, Sergeant Buckhannon, take do, do anything to the rest of So he said, okay. So he took all my men back and gave them to me, and gave a, a to do surveying. They gave me some estimates to do it. Did they teach you how or did they just say, here's the instruments? Oh yeah, we, I, knew, we, I knew how. Okay. I had, I had a, uh, um, a railroad, retired railroad man with us. I mean, we, I, was, I was in a little 
uh, uh, tent there, I mean a tent, but a building where the inspector building, he was inspector. He taught me another, we had another, uh, another uh, professional engineer, a professional surveyor, he, he had a crew man, and they both, both taught me how to set up an instrument, how to read angles. So, the chief of surveys, we give me, we give me a job there. So they, they put me to work. They give me. <laughs> well, you know, so they, they put me out there with a crew of men and, and put, put given new equipment. Twenty minutes later, it was frozen up. You couldn't move. You couldn't move a screw. <laughs> so I carried it back in, and they threw that thing down and rubbed all the grease off of it. Put it back in. Anyway, I, we, we uh, did a lot of jobs in topographic survey because once uh, see, Alaska was unsurveyed at that time, we, and so we were doing a lot of topographic stuff. We surveyed, we did a, a bunch of, of uh, did a bunch of uh, air photographs, see. Mm -hmm. and. We'd go top of the mountain, some off some mountain, and, and cut out and make a big X for the photograph. For the uh, uh, photographers would, would, would could spot where they're. And that's how they would make the maps, piece but, them all uh, together. Then we started at this mountain, run a line down through here to the top of the next mountain. Through the valley. <laughs> so. So we use that as a as a as a, as a guideline to, uh, for us <laughs> to how far it is with this two mountains. Then we had all the rest of them in the They'd use that our lines to to have <laughs> scale. We use scale. Anyway, uh, then they promoted me to uh, regimental surveyor. Master Sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> Just from Sergeant straight on up. <laughs> I, I, I said, where are we going to give you, we're going to give you a note. So they gave me a staff sergeant ready. And by that time, I was, they, every six months they're going to keep me till I got my Master Sergeant. And then, then they, you were fast tracking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I decided that uh, they, they as in, you could you could transfer back to the state and be reassigned. Okay. I chose that because I was, uh, I had a wife living by my So how long were you and your wife apart at that time? Because today during deployments, about four years. Okay. Did and no, there's no internet. You're not doing this looking well, at each other. How, would well, you do letters or? We we can't. We had like, I had a two weeks vacation. Okay. <laughs> they said <laughs> that's why I said the Holy Spirit kind of keep us going, keep me promoted and so uh, they, they got that certain number you could, can can uh, go get a vacation, two weeks vacation back in the states. So. We had the day room and had a big thing. Buchanan. <laughs> so 
So they just put your names in a hat and you stuck <laughs> your name. hand in and somebody. You yeah. good? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you got $100, I got $200. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we put, I put, they put me on a boat to, to, uh, Fort Lewis? No. Oh, Anyway, uh, I, my time didn't start until I got there. Okay, so you got back to like San Francisco I, I, or something. I, I, I was on about six days. See. Oh, okay. And then, then I got a train ticket then from, to Pensacola. And then uh, it took me, they allowed 10 days travel time. No, 10 days, 10 days travel time. And then uh, they give us a week. I was going okay to Panama City, stayed my wife for for a week. Went back, back, <laughs> back straight back, back to work. Seattle, back to Seattle. <laughs> Caught the boat back. <laughs> now, was it was it the middle of winter time when this happened or was it? <laughs> well it was well when I when I the first well, this this is during the winter time. What do you want? Anyway, anyway, uh, went back went back to Alaska, and I stayed there until uh, I got. And that's when they promoted me. And uh, uh, I, I don't, anyway, that's I, I put in for a transfer. Okay. When I, when I, was, I remember I, when December, no, January the 1st, 1945, I landed in Seattle. On the way back. And I went back to Panama. They, they gave me, they gave me, me and my wife two weeks at the, at the Grossinger Motel in Miami. <laughs> to be reassigned. <laughs> so, so we we stayed that we were Miami Beach after two weeks, and then they they transferred me to Fort Benning. That's Georgia. where I started the military. At. Yeah. So after Fort Benning, Georgia, and so we we stayed there until forty-five, and we stayed there. In a, in October '45, and they gave me a discharge. And after that, you went to work for the DOT in Florida. Yeah, but what, what the odd thing happened here? Of course, this this has been in a big school. Oh yeah, about two thousand yeah. people. And, and so they called me up. I was on a rifle range, and I was I was at, I worked at the I, I, I was assigned to the, the range officer, and we, we were, and I had a, the survey crew, and I was on the rifle range, zero and ember rifle, and they come, got me up, says, say that you report to lieutenant, so forth. I went, went to the lieutenant, and he said, uh, go, my wife and I, we had a, we had a apartment 
in Columbus. He says, go to Columbus and put on dress clothes so you're going to be a flag guard for FDR. <laughs> FDR, they're going to put him out. He had died. Okay. They're going to have more moral service. You're going to be in the flag guard for FDR Memorial Service. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway. Oh, you must have been a good soldier. That's why they wouldn't have just chose anybody for that. <laughs> anyway, I had never, it had been four years that I even tried to get any calisthenics in there. That's right. So, uh, I don't know how to it. Sort of the rifle and flag guards and everybody else. I was everybody's out of step with me. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were out of step, but you. <laughs> but, but, but one one thing once when I was, when I uh, when they, they told me to, to report to Fort Benning to a range office and walked in and I told him who I was and I told him what he was he was a he was chick his colonel. I believe it was. He said, Sergeant, says, uh, it's customary for enlisted men to come in the presence of an officer to salute him. <laughs> I said, Colonel, I'm so sorry. I said, it's been two years since I saluted an officer. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I understand. I said, you're back in the army now. <laughs> <laughs> but he and I became very good friends. So, that was, that was, that was, that was, so, I, so, I stood the attention to salute. I was supposed to report to so-and-so. Anyway. Uh, I, we, I was, we, we got a good friend. We stayed with him till, till they got out in army. When, when did you get out? October. Forty-five. October forty-five. Okay. So I got started with the DOT then, and. Uh, uh, Well, I went up to, went up to Chipley and put a plaid for it. I hadn't been working with the DOT before. I was a bridge tender. Okay. Uh, uh, but uh, What's a bridge tender? Huh? What is a bridge tender? Well, it's, it's a good question. <laughs> up at West Bay, you know where West Bay is? I sure do. Okay. My brother lives down there. Okay. West Bay, I lived in West Bay, you know. Uh, I was working with the state painting bridges, painting steel bridges on top of the bridges. So that's when the, when the death dug that canal. Mm -hmm. I, I worked on it a little bit. Uh, and I came back and I started with the state. Well, where to cut the canal, bridge, with the canal, had had a a bar here, gates here, and 
and the bridge tender had to go down and let down the gates and I mean, and let the cars go across. Because it wasn't one of these great big bridges. It was closer to the water. Uh, like a barge? The wa- I mean, the bridge itself was closer to the water, oh, yeah. so you had to open it, was, it up. It was no, it was no bridge. There was no uh, opening for a boat. But anyway, uh, that was my job was was closing the barge when boat when boat came. I would have to raise the gates up, twist the old boat around, and then twist it back. Raise the gate back down. That was my job. I wrenched it. That's, that's a lot of work, is what it sounds like. <laughs> but, 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 but anyway, if I was working with it, that, when I went to the National Guard, I was working with the state. So, so I, when I got out of the Army, I, I went back to the state. I told them, well, I wanted to say, well, says, let's have me give you the Rodman's position. I says, Rodman's position? I said, I think I'm worth a little more than that. Well, that's all we can show her. So I, I, I listened, went back, and I went, I was going to apply for a, for a uh, ins- insurance salesman. My first wife's first cousin, she's the insurance salesman. He said, I'll give you a job insurance. So I went back, and I sent a, a letter of a recommendation for her. Re- character recognition for to my dad's former employer, Wallace Laird. He he one of the big big shots in in Panama City. He called me up. He said, "What are you doing? Trying to injure?" He said, "They they, they starving to death." He said, "I thought you'd go go to state." I said, "I did, but they 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 didn't want me." He said, you just <laughs> forget about what was. So, so he called me the next day and said, uh, said that they said that they had offered you a job. I said, yeah, Rodman's, Rodman's for leaving $130 a month. He says, uh, just hell on that. <laughs> next day he called me and said, you got an appointment with her. Highway in the chair. Monday morning, 8 o'clock. <laughs> Be there. Be there. <laughs> well, I went there and I saw to her. I told him the story and everything. He says, you don't mind taking a little little examination, eh? I said, not a bit. So he wrote and says, says, figure this out here and so forth. He gave me, give me a few, two. I pulled up engineer handbook. <laughs> Fixed in it. He dived it up. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I worked out a job, and he said, I'm going to put you in charge of a shit. We building the bridge. Glen Haven, you're going to be on the Prochester Bridge. So I went there, and I, was, I had a, 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 I was in charge of, of the contractors building the Prochester and Glen Haven Bridge. So, so how many years did you work for the DOT altogether? Well, 30 years. Then what'd you do? Well, I 
Well, to went to, to consult an engineer for a while. Yeah. Well, I set up, actually, I set up a uh, engineer over oh, a friend of mine. He was he was a, a surveyor, and he had a, he had a surveying. So I set up. I was by that time I was I was uh, I was a I was a registered land on registered uh, civil engineer. Okay. I went. I first got registered land surveyor, then I got registered civil engineer. And so when I when I set with him, he, I could set up. Uh, he and I set up a, a surveying and engineering outfit. Buchanan uh, and Harper. <laughs> got a good ring so, to it. So I I did several several. Uh, Subdivisions for and so forth, and so then uh, uh, I like to make some money. So they were a consultant engineer there, and uh, they had they hired me to to do 110 miles of uh, 110 miles of a sewer line. That's a lot of sewer. Well, it was, it was there was three three places. There was, was Springfield, uh, anyway, there's four four cities had sewer side. They had this this company had designed it, so they put me in charge of that. And I used that, and then I went work, work, work. Uh, I mean, I forgot to finish that. But I went of the. Uh, they put me down. Uh, uh, Port Authority. Doing a seawall. I did that. Then they sent me to Port St. Joe, and they had a a coal unloading facility, Port St. Joe, that I did. They bring coal in on barges, load them on cars, ship them, ship them out. So I, I was in charge of that. Is that coal coming down from like Indiana? Virginia, Indiana? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, uh, I got, I was 64 years old. And I figured I'd done enough work and I started I told him, I told the boss man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit. He said, well, I said, you got to, I said, we don't have another job for you right now. I said, well, I, I, I'm gonna go on Social Security. So, <laughs> so I did, the, I went on Social Security. And now I went, wife knew, we, we did a lot of traveling. We got up with, with the Kessels, you know, we, we we traveled the castles quite a bit. Y'all are all friends. Oh yeah, we we were friends, and so her husband and I was very good friends. We went to went to Mexico, stayed down there for a while. We bought a condo in Mexico. And so got tired of that, and they was up Chattanooga, and we we got together and we 
travel around together. So eventually he died, and uh, she she living in the house by herself. And then my wife she died, and so a year later I, we got together. Holy Spirit has put us together by writing mental letters. Oh yeah, <laughs> so y'all weren't living together at that no, well, near each other. I mean, at that time. No, but she. She lived there. She had the whole family in Chattanooga. Oh, okay. And we, we were, I was in Panama City. And, uh, yeah, Chipper. I didn't Chipper that. Anyway, we 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 got together just writing each other's letter. After O'Neill died, I, I sent a little pamphlet of her life to, to Jean. So, so uh, we just had to get together. Now, between the two of y'all, how many kids? I had six. She had six, I had two. He had two. Wow. I have 16 grandchildren, and I have 22 great-grandchildren. Well, she so left, married a tribe. <laughs> right. She left the home, a big house, Chattanooga. Her, her six kids live there. They come down here and live with me. Yeah? <laughs> What's going to be interesting, we both know that we could, either one of us could go at any time. Yeah. If he dies before me, I'll be standing at the gravesite burying my second husband next to his first wife. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't funny. (laughs) But, But what is funny is that you're okay with it. In a world where people are so quick to get divorced. Well, we had never had a crossword. What do you what do you do? How do you settle disagreements? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have disagreements. I, I didn't hear what you asked me. So how how would you settle disagreements <laughs> if you don't fight? We didn't come down. We just if there's some if we disagree we just keep our mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know why it's important because there are people that are struggling in their second and third year of marriage. Yeah. In in the army in 2014, they had statistics and it was high, like E5 and below. The divorce rate was over 50 yeah. percent. Well, we both believe in. Want married till death do us part. His first wife died. My first husband died. I was a widow for 18 years. So (laughs) how many? 18. 18 years. I was a widow for 18 years. Oh my. Yeah. And I am very fortunate. All six of my children live in Chattanooga. So, that, that is pretty good. That's unusual. Yeah, yeah. And I've grown very, very close to Connie and to Freddie, his two. Yeah. And Amelia, yeah. They're just like some more of my kids. <laughs> well, they are your kids now. <laughs> yeah. You, my, um, my mom passed away a year ago, or two years ago. Two years in November would be two years. And, uh. And my dad has hinted every once in a while that he's lonely. 
Mm-hmm. And and I've thought about that, you know, like dad's gonna get remarried or what? Maybe there's yeah. a there's a chance, you know. And um, it's not a bad thing. No, not a bad thing at all. Well, he's been wonderful to me. Well, and it sounds like y'all are good friends. Well, we we are. I think I think the Holy Spirit put us together. I get I get whole I get the whole uh, credit to the the Holy Spirit, even before a Christian thing. Everything just fell in place just like that, and after then everything fell in place just like that. And so, and she came along and everything fell in place like that. <laughs> and so it's just, just, it's just. Uh, Do you pray every day? At night. Yeah. I don't pray. I talk to the Lord. Tell us about that. Well, I talk, talk to Him, tell Him what I'm doing. I say I have some concerns, you know. I'm concerned, and I said, whatever your will is, I give the Lord a will. I don't, don't request things from him. If, you, if it's your will, do I want certainty. And he and I said, then and I pray to him, I said, give me a sign. But before we got married, I said, give me a sign. We should be getting married at night. And, and I, she had fallen and uh, hurt herself. And I, I told her son, I said, well, that, that tells me that, that, that she, that, that we shouldn't be married to you. And we don't talk, talk about it. And he says, no, I waited. I wanted it. And so, I was going. I was going to leave her up there. I was, I had a car. I drove up there. I was going to leave her there. And I was going to come back. And she said, uh, "What if you go back?" She said, "I'm going with you, married or not." <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, "I know that won't work." <laughs> so y'all got married. We got married. <laughs> Well, one of his objections was uh, the financial part of it. And I said, that's simple. We'll make out a, we'll go to a lawyer. Everything that he has goes to his children, nothing to my children. And everything I have goes to my family. So that's taken care of. In that. (laughs) Her son, one of these wizards, computer. He sat down about two weeks before that, sat down and made out an application for a marriage license on the computer. And so, well, uh, we decided to get married. And I said, well, I said, uh, it was a waiting period of that. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, I said, are you going to get married? How about life? He called the reporter and said, <laughs> it's waiting on you. <laughs> Mary Lyon is waiting on you. He'd already so, done it. So they didn't we, tell y'all. We, we got on. We got on the car. and went to the courthouse. Picked up the license. It was raining. And, and the son said, <laughs> "Well, he, he, uh, he, 
that charge this courthouse is now this is in Chattanooga now. Okay. He says, uh, well, says, says uh, you can't get married in the courthouse. Says, says the, the state won't let you. He says, uh, Mark says, well, says, says anybody here that can get us married? He says, up on the wall is a, is on a bulletin board, and pick out one of them names that they, Mark were to look at, and it, it was some, some other name, Mark. He called him up and says, I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> God, he was a black man. <laughs> so, so he says, you got to get outside and get married. So we went outside and it was raining. He said, underneath there was out. <laughs> we got married in the rain under umbrellas. <laughs> and, and that man wasn't waiting. He saw the urgency. <laughs> Let's do it so now. <laughs> two hours later, the kids two hours later, we, we were married and back to the house and on the couch again. <laughs> the kids wanted us to have a normal wedding and all the grandchildren and everybody be there. But he kept saying, no, it, we can't work this out. And we, you know, and he said, just come to Florida. I said, I'm not going with you without being married. And... <laughs> He said, well, I don't know. So when he finally, I told him he wasn't coming without me, so we need to get married. <laughs> so then I called my son, and he said, we'll take you to the courthouse right now. So they came. We got on old clothes, whatever. But we got married. <laughs> and you found the right man who came out in the rain. In the rain. And your son was there? Hmm? Your son was there with you? At that time, was yeah. was yeah. yeah. Two, both of us. Okay. And, and you you weren't. <laughs> what was the surprise? Was a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so what what did y'all when um when when you think about getting married at eighty five and ninety seven? <laughs> there, you know, you're being realistic about the whole life thing. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're also looking at all your stuff and saying, well, the kids get this and your kids get that. But you're seeing the value of being with somebody else. Yes. Some real value there. We decided that we did not want to spend our last years alone, which is what we were doing. He was alone and I was alone. And it's companionship is wonderful. It's wonderful. Well, she she had she had taken care of old people. I mean, how many of old people you have four? How many old people did you take care of? Oh well, I took care of my mother in my home until she died, and my husband's mother till she died, and my husband's aunt till she died, and she was 105, <laughs> and my other aunt till she died. So I, in my home at different times, you know. I, I told. I told uh, her daughter, I said, uh, I'd hate to have her, any old people she, that she had to take care of, I'd hate to put myself on to her, because I was, I was 10, uh, 11 years older than her. She said, the difference is that she chose you. Rest of them just, <laughs> they chose her. Rest of them <laughs> chose her, but that she chose you. <laughs> he was telling my daughter, he said, I don't want to 
get down in the bed and not be able to take care of your mother. I want her to be go back to Chattanooga. And my daughter looked at him. She said, that's not your decision to make. If mother wants to stay, she'll stay. Well, they told me, if you woke up, I'd be six hours away from you. <clears throat> but anyway, that was, that was. So anyway, uh, uh, we had a house. I had a house over here. And I was living in it. And uh, Fred and Amelia, when Juanita went into the nursing home, uh, they told me, move, move me over here in this house. This was, this was uh, Freddie's wife's mother's, that's where she died, this, this house. And so they said, move over there. So I moved over here, left my house there. She left her house in Chattanooga. <laughs> so, and then you came. So, yeah. And we're very comfortable here. Very comfortable. That's a beautiful and house. They, and they, they, they're very nice. Uh, they're down in Port St. Joe now. Catch the scarfs. <laughs> <laughs> they call both of them called them. But they they won't move unless uh oh it's if I'd have been here by myself, I'd had to go to Connor's house. They wouldn't leave me here by myself. Her Connor's side or her house but so being jeans here, um, they don't mind but they check on every day. So Well it's good to have somebody so they, this, this come quite twice this morning. <laughs> but they, but well, anyway, they they very very good. Thank you for joining us for this vet church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.